0: celebrate and showcase all bodies sizes colors ages and diversify that strength training is for everyone because in order for people to feel like they belong in that space they need to see themselves represented
1: welcome to how do you feel a podcast with info and inspo to help you tune in to your fitness nutrition and mindset I'm your host, Casey Zavalletta, and together we'll explore how we can optimize our physical and mental health so that we radiate positivity and happiness from the inside out. Hello, friends. Welcome to How Do You Feel? Happy International Women's Day. In honor of Women's Day, I have a very special episode for you this week. We collected listener questions, and then I hopped on the microphone with Cassie Day to answer them all for you. We got some really awesome questions, and it stimulated a really compelling conversation about women, about strength training, about why strength training is so good for women, and how it really does translate and impact and improve all other areas of our life. We also talked about why representation is so important in general, which is a topic that Cassie and I are both really passionate about. Whether you decided to do something to celebrate Women's Day or not, I hope that you at least took the time to think about the women in your life that have impacted you and improved your life and made you better. We had an event yesterday for Women's Day where we asked a question of the day and we asked, What makes you proud to be a woman? My answer was the strength that I see in community when women come together and empower each other and really do create something that's bigger and more impactful than themselves. I think it's something that women do really well. Some of the other answers were our ability to balance emotion with success and our drive to achieve. Our ability to be mothers. The fact that our bodies are freaking strong and amazing. A woman's intuition. So there are so many reasons to celebrate and be proud to be a woman and I hope that this podcast makes you stop and think about those a little bit more today. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Hi everybody, welcome to How Do You Feel? I'm excited about the podcast this week because yesterday was officially Women's Day. So this episode is in honor of Women's Day. I'm here with Cassie Day. Say hi.
0: Hey guys. How are you?
1: <laughs> She's been on before, so you've probably heard her voice. It's my third time. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's becoming a trend. I love it. She's been on before. you probably heard her voice on the podcast before. She is the owner and founder of All Day Fit, which is the company that I work for. And we're going to talk about women and training in honor of Women's Day. Sound good? Sounds amazing. Cool. Let's just start by why we feel like Women's Day is important. Why is it something that you want to highlight personally and in your business?
0: Uh, I think in general, just having a day to celebrate, celebrate women is really important. And I personally feel connected to it growing up, just being an older sibling to three other sisters and I played predominantly uh, or played a sport that was predominantly a male sport playing hockey and then moving into this space of strength training, which when I actually started six years ago was very heavily male focused as well. So I feel like I've kind of grown myself personally through this journey and I think that women in general face a lot of challenges being women and whether that be in business or in sport and I feel like I have a lot of experience with it and being able to speak on it and celebrate it is really important for myself and then also the community because We are women in training and we are a predominantly female based team. We're six coaches and three on the business side, and we're all women. I think that's really awesome and something to celebrate.
1: I agree. Mm -hmm. I think it's been really cool to see Women's Day become more and more popular over the last couple of years. Lots of people are doing events for it, the conversation around it is huge. It's awesome to challenge the roles that women are allowed to be in, and especially in the fitness space where. It can be male-dominated in a lot of ways, or women are seen as having a specific role within the fitness industry, and I think we're very good at challenging that, but we should keep having conversations about why and how we can continue to change those things. Why do you think that strength training is important for women? What are your top reasons?
0: Oh, top reasons why strength training is important for women. Number one, it builds confidence. I think, two, it allows us to become more connected to our body, And I think when we become more connected to our body, we also become more connected to our mind. And everything only gets better from there. And I think the third reason why strength training is important for women, I think just in general, being really strong is important. To move our body, to be able to carry things, to be able to carry children if that's in our plan. I think just in general, everyone should want to be strong. And those are it. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, I, missing? Love,
1: enough, I love those. I think confidence, you're right, is so big. Women find it so empowering because I think that they don't picture themselves being capable of lifting 100, 200 pounds. And once you do it and you do something you didn't realize you were capable of, you realize that that same thing can translate into other areas of your life. Other things that maybe you were putting yourself in a box in, you all of a sudden feel like, hey, I actually feel like I could. Take that on as well. So, the confidence thing is huge. And we love seeing that.
0: I think the confidence starts in the weight room. And then, like you just said, you see it translate into all other areas of your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jaden's asking, what do you think about syncing training with your cycle? Mm. This is a conversation that's becoming more popular lately as well. People talking about the different phases of your cycle. Do you think you're training with your cycle?
0: So me personally, you've had a couple episodes on this so far, right?
1: Yeah, we have.
0: It has been something we've been talking about all day fit in the last year or so. I don't necessarily program differently when I'm in different phases of my cycle, but I am very aware of how I feel physically during those times. So I know... Even on a business level, so not just my training, I know that the week building up to my period isn't a very productive time for me. So I do tasks that aren't going to take a lot of creative brain. Or I do training that's not going to be high exertion level. And then actually the week of my training cycle, I, my energy comes back and I feel more powerful during that time. And then the week following that is when I'm my strongest so i do see an, a difference within my numbers and i think that's why it's also important when you're strength training at all day fit we track all of our numbers and we're encouraging the girls to different different levels of progressive overload each week but it's not necessarily going to be weight and it has nothing to do with their physical strength in a deadlift for example but it could do with what's going on internally with our body that day or that week so i think it's something very important that um females be aware of and i think it was so hard for me to align with women are not tiny men because i felt in my experience i didn't like how females had to have different programming than men i don't think that's true i think females can train the same way men can and in some ways we can but educating myself with the last year i've realized that we can train the same way yes we can do deadlifts yes, we can do squats Yes, we can do pull-ups we can do those things but our bodies are going to respond differently than men so I have a different understanding of what that means now and last year, which is huge, huge growth opportunity there.
1: Yeah. I think you have to think about it in terms of not that women aren't tiny men, like women can't do what men can do. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it as there are different considerations that are important for women in training. And we have to think about those things. We can't just put women in the mold that men are in. Right. which I didn't
0: see that before and I was like what do you mean we can do everything (laughs) men can now I definitely align and understand what that means I think it's an important thing for people to understand and dial in on because it does make a difference in your programming and your lifting
1: I agree yeah
0: do you program differently?
1: no I don't try to line up a program with my cycle, but like you just said, I'm aware. So every day in my journal, I write down what day of my cycle I'm on and what phase I'm in so that I just have that awareness for myself and then I check in on what is my energy like, what is my mood like, and I understand that that's probably going to have an effect on the way that I move and like you just said, on my brain, on my productivity, on all of these things. So. I think the more knowledge that you have about yourself, the more reflective you are about where you are in your cycle, the better. But I don't necess- I'm i not necessarily so rigid in that I program a deload week, for example, during my period. Some people do, which I think could be an interesting thing to experiment with. I think it'd be hard to sustain um, or to maintain like that level of rigidity in your programming. But it could be a cool thing to experiment with.
0: Do you feel like you're not as strong actually during your cycle? So it's like
1: like two days leading up to my cycle and then day one. And then usually by day two, I'm starting to feel like I'm ramping up again. And then probably day three or four, I'm like ready to go strong. Energy is amazing. So dead on with me. Really? Dead on. Interesting. Interesting. It'd be like that
0: day three or four, my strength comes back.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm still in my period,
0: but I'm strong again. I know it's a big difference. It's a couple days prior. I don't track where I am in my cycle, in my journal. I already track 14 other things, but maybe I'll add this <laughs> to my list.
1: <laughs> you can also just, you, do you use the Flow app? No. Do you use an app? You don't. Okay. Because that, if you forgot what day you were on, that just automatically does it mm. for you. So that would be a really easy way for me to check in. Like I'm on day eight of my cycle. If I have forgotten, I just go look, you know?
0: Cool. No, I'm a hand to paper type person. Mm -hmm. So I write it all down, but I'm gonna add this.
1: Cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. Jess is asking, how do you best prep for a weight training session as a woman? And she also added, we all know about mobility, (laughs) but what else?
0: Oh, specifically as a woman.
1: I think there's an interesting conversation to be had here about fasted versus not fasted training. I have read recently that there's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting now, right? It's a very popular thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of research that indicates that it could be really good for longevity and really good for our brain health. But being fasted in a fasted state puts men in a parasympathetic state. So it actually calms them down and puts them in more of a rest and digest state for women because of our hormones our bodies go wait a second i'm fasted i'm not supposed to be fasted if i'm going to for example get pregnant and grow a human so it puts our bodies in a sympathetic state so we respond very differently so i think that for a lot of women who feel like they should be able to train fasted and not eat breakfast before they actually struggle with that It's an interesting thing, everyone's different, whether they can train having not had breakfast or if they need something to eat. But I think that the trend that I see is for a lot of women, they do need to eat something before and they feel way better. They're not getting lightheaded, their energy is better, they're stronger. So I think thinking about having something to eat, especially if you're training in the morning.
0: I wasn't even thinking about food, but I cannot work out without eating. To the point that last Friday I ate M&Ms for breakfast for my training. (laughs) because I knew that I couldn't train at 8 a.m. without having something in my system. There's a drastic difference in my energy level and in my strength without food. So that's a good question. I didn't think of it from a food perspective. Definitely, I'm someone who needs to eat before I train. I always, and it's hard for me because I coach 6 and 7 a.m. Strong Academy, and I'm a participant in 8 a.m. Strong Academy. So being able to coach, but get breakfast in there before I start training, and for a couple of those sessions, I tried not eating. And I noticed a big difference on my physical strength. And for me, like my physical strength is really important to me in the room and moving my body well. And if my strength's not there, I like to dial in and figure out why my strength's not there. Was it? Not, did I not sleep well? Did I not eat well yesterday? And I know that something my lifestyle isn't necessarily optimal if my performance is affected the next day. So I, I keep very heavily dialed into those things. So food, that's a great answer. But Jess, yes, yes <laughs> eating is something that I personally have to do and from a client perspective i know like from a 6 a.m workout i don't know like that's really early to wake up and eat i know but anyone who's training after that i encourage them to try on both sides try eating a half a banana try eating one boiled egg try eating something small before you train and seeing if you feel difference in your performance and not like a one and done this is something you need to try a couple times to see what feels better for you But I know fast, it does not work for me.
1: What's your ideal thing to eat right before you train? Like if you have to sneak something in, what's your ideal?
0: One boiled egg or banana. Like probably even half a banana. Mm. It's something small.
1: Right, because you can't eat too much right right before you launch into a workout. Ideally,
0: that would happen two hours before. But for me personally, I'm not hungry at 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m. when I wake up.
1: Right, which is normal. Right. Like, that makes sense. Your yeah. your body, like based on your circadian rhythm, your body is not digesting food yet. It's not ready for, for it sure. yet. So that's too early.
0: I mean, M and M's were great on Friday, but that's not optimal.
1: <laughs> Did the trick. What do you think are the biggest obstacles that keep women away from strength training?
0: Hmm.
1: What are the things like you? You talk a lot about how you get a lot of concerns on DMs on Instagram of people who aren't strength training yet, but maybe they're interested. What are the biggest things that you're seeing coming up? So many
0: things. They can't find a space where they feel comfortable in. A lack of education. So they feel like when they go to the gym, they just naturally gear towards a treadmill or an elliptical or a stairmaster because they don't know how to move well um, in the weight room and don't have the confidence necessarily to be there. Uh, There's definitely still fear of women getting bulky when strength training. We talked about this yesterday. And I think this is definitely being debunked but i think that there is a little bit of that still there what am i missing
1: how do we create spaces and fitness that are comfortable for women and do feel like women have a place in them we've done this very well at all day Fit. yeah we
0: have done this very well at all day fit it's very easy when it's easier at all day fit because we've created this big room that's a safe space where female are celebrated for being badasses and moving their body and being very strong but in a commercial gym or in a bigger gym like this is a challenge so specifically at all day fit i think it's that the environment we create with the people who are in it and it's having the support of everyone around you cheering you on and celebrating the quality of movement that we do in the room
1: I think the support is key. Yeah, it's a- I think when you feel unsupported and uneducated, it's almost an impossible barrier to break through. But once you have a group of people that can show you the way, once you have mentors that can show you the way, coaches that are welcoming of all levels. I mean, we have people in the room in the same room. We have you training in 8am Academy where you've been training for a very long time you've been an athlete almost your whole life and we have people that this is their very first time their very first month having touched a dumbbell and we make it a space where both of those things are okay to happen in the same room so i think i think the community is kind of the key here if you can't you can't be alone in this
0: right you just said you can't really not have support and not have education you could have one which could probably lead you in but you can show up and even if you are brand new to training we give you the support or i guess if you had the education you wouldn't necessarily need the support to get you in the door so finding one of those two things so if you don't have the education around strength training but you want to learn finding a community i think is the best thing anyone could do and i said that on the podcast before i think if you're trying to get started with training, find a supportive space or a supportive partner to get you in the door and like it only grows from there you start to educate get educated about movement but also your own body and then you build confidence because you get those two things and with the supporters along the way and it all comes in one big full circle and i think one of the best things we see at all day fit is People will come to us and they'll learn so much. They'll build the confidence and they'll learn to move their body well. And then they'll go out and explore other gyms in the city or go to their condo gyms or go to commercial gyms and they'll feel confident to walk into any other gym or they'll feel confident. Yeah. That's like makes my heart so happy knowing that we've built, helped our girls build the confidence in the room to take that wherever they go. That's like one really special thing. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent to be able now for the first time they feel empowered to that. They've learned enough for themselves that they're not relying on us. They're they're on their own fitness journey now and it's going to last their whole life, which is really cool.
0: And I think one of the great things that all fit does is like we do create a very safe space and we are predominantly females. So you have this area where you can be vulnerable as a female because I do think it's a harder thing to do in a space that have men in it. And a lot of gyms are very co-ed. And I think it would take longer to do if you had a room that was 50% males, because then you don't only have the pressure of trying to understand your body and the movement, but also other people looking at you and making you feel a bit uncomfortable, which naturally is going to come when a female has men in the when females have males in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we see the girls go explore their gyms and we see them in unisex spaces and now feeling confident and not fazed at all that there's now men in the area. I love when some guys come to strong Saturday. We we're just talking about this. So four guys came to strong Saturday two weeks ago and the girls were outlifting the guys. Yeah. He's laughing over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is awesome and so empowering for a female. And we see our vets who are now leaders and role and role models in this space. And it, it, doesn't I don't know. I just feel like in a lot of environments, it's usually like the man showing the woman what to do. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to lifting heavy shit, whether in the gym or not. Like you're moving a home, a man's naturally going to lift the coach or naturally going to lift the desk, you know? But like here my girls are, here our girls are in our space lifting way heavier than the guys. It's cool. Anyway, that's one of my favorite things about training is like building the confidence to feel like as women we can do all that shit we don't need a man to do any of that for us
1: Mm -hmm. speaking about inclusivity and communities how do we make fitness spaces more inclusive for everyone and this is a little bit of a broader question but I think that this is really important how do we go about doing that
0: I naturally geared towards the business side of me when you ask this question as a business owner something that I think is really important is representation even to get people into these spaces like that's a business right so in order for brands and companies and businesses to want to be more inclusive they need to show that they're more inclusive and that starts with your brand messaging and what your brand says and what your brand puts out there and the marketing that you you use the language that you use so at all day fit this is something that i value so much in terms of making sure that we represent and celebrate all bodies And I do say it says it is online because we are in a shared... What is it called? A shared space. A shared space. So this is something that we work heavily to do on social media and like celebrate and showcase all bodies, sizes, colors, ages and diversify that strength training is for everyone. Because in order for people to feel like they belong in that space, they need to see themselves represented. The best thing that gyms can do or any company can do is to showcase that in their branding and in their marketing.
1: Yeah, I agree. We see all bodies as able and strong and there's no hierarchy of it. We make every program right for whatever body is in front of us and that's always our goal so that everyone feels empowered and successful in our space, which I think it's really important. I think that the fitness industry has historically been really bad at this and showing one kind of body um, and one kind of ideal. And it's getting better, but that's an important thing to think about.
0: So when I sit down in consultations, I've had a few people say to me that they need to lose weight or get in shape before they can join. Mm -hmm. And that is because in the fitness industry, we idolize bodies that look very lean and look very quote-unquote fit
1: and those are the bodies that
0: supposedly belong in gyms exactly and that is why people think they can't join the gym because they don't look like that so if we don't celebrate and showcase all bodies people who don't fit into this mold are going to think they don't belong in that space but really this space is for everyone it's a hard thing that I think brands struggle with, but I think I don't personally, cause I know my values and I know what I think is really important. And it's like, so marketing and scammy to feel like you can only showcase that ideal body because that's what you, th- it's kind of like backfiring a little bit. People think if they showcase that body, people are going to want to look like it. So they'll come be your potential customers, which it definitely I'm sure works. But it also is probably turning away 50% of the other people because they don't see themselves there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I actually see this in quite a few brands in the city. You don't see color, shape, sizes, ages at all in their branding, in their social, on their website, in their storefronts. And I've said this probably on the podcast before, but like when you Google what health and fitness looks like, everyone looks the same. That's not health and that's not fitness. So... I think as a team, we're collectively moving towards standing with this movement that's changing this, and I feel like we are very in it right now, but I also think we're a very small percentage of people who understand this as a thing. I don't think necessarily that people see it yet, but I'm really excited that we're moving towards this, and I think even for International Women's Day, we have this panel coming up with Adidas, where I think when we see big global brands get on board with this stuff, that's when we'll see really big movement.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Mm. Let's dive a little bit more into talking about our values. I think that there's something that both you and I have solidified a lot in the past couple years, and we've seen a lot of growth come from this, both personally and professionally. Nikita is asking, when you hear people making judgments or saying things that degrade women, how do you ma- maintain composure and stand by your values instead of just going along with it to make that interaction easier? you want
0: to answer first
1: (laughs) I think that this comes with being very convicted in your values and your principles and it's something that comes with self-confidence you have to be very confident in yourself in a social interaction to not just do the easy thing and go along with the man that's joking about how your ass looks in your shorts that day And to not just go along with it and allow that to happen and to stand your ground in your principles. It's something that I'm still working on 100% because it's easier to save face and just kind of laugh it off and let it go. But as I realize more and more, the effect that that has on women and continuing to perpetrate the way that society sees women, the more I am willing to stand up for it and not just go along with it but this is something that i 100 percent am going to continue to work on probably for years and years and years but it is something that i've become aware of i think more in in the last little bit of time the
0: keyword thing what you said there was become aware of i think a lot of the time we actually don't necessarily know what we value and to really know what we align with and to even know those phrases that are devaluing women. A lot of the time it becomes such common conversation, the way that people joke around, that they don't actually think of what's being said as an issue. And it's just a joke. But actually if it could be taken the wrong way or is a problem in society. So I think understanding what we value, understanding like the difference between what can be joked about and what shouldn't be joked about, and then like what you just said, also having the confidence to put yourself in that uncomfortable co- position and say, not necessarily say what's right or wrong or to necessarily correct them, but also just like voice your opinion and say why this isn't necessarily the best thing mm-hmm. or the right thing to say.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm trying to say.
0: Like you just said, you've been growing into this space more and I've been growing into this space more and I, both of us use a language being able to take up more space in our life and what I mean by that is being able to when these situations happen not kind of just step back and let it happen and instead step into that space and fully express how I feel and
1: own it yeah and
0: own it exactly and own it I was out to dinner um, over the weekend and there was a comment made that made me feel uncomfortable and it was about race and honestly I think maybe two or three years ago I wouldn't have said anything I would have just like let the guy's joke just slide by and we would have moved forward but now the more that I educate myself uh about race and the more that you and I speak about our family and having kids and I realize the position that my children are going to be in I stepped up and I said something and that's a huge celebration of my growth because not only did I feel confident now to stop what was happening but i also now i'm more educated to realize it was happening because i didn't see that necessarily before and now i educated him and i educated him that it wasn't okay to say what he was saying and i don't think you'll ever say it again <laughs> but this circles back to strength training and confidence and i associate my confidence growth mm-hmm. with like coming from strength training and i'm sure you can do the same over the last couple years
1: Big question, Nikita. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. When we think about getting to this point where we want to start a family, this is is the age-old struggle for women in managing potentially starting a family with their professional life. When you think about being a trainer in a fitness space where maybe – that's not necessarily the norm to walk around or to be pregnant in that space. How do you manage those expectations that are on you as a business owner, knowing that at some point you're gonna wanna be pregnant and have kids? What are your thoughts on that? The amount of
0: people that ask me when I'm gonna have children. This is tough because it's not even, for me personally, it's not even just about being a trainer, but it's also about being a business owner. And right now where we are with All Day Fit, I'm not in a place where I could step back and the company could fully function. So if my priority is all day fit, then right now kids can't be my priority because I couldn't do, I couldn't do both. But for sure I see kids down the line, but I think that there's been a fear there. There has been a fear of being pregnant and being on the gym floor and not being my same body that I am now to be able to like move and demo and lift the way that I want to be. Yet we have Brooke, who's pregnant on the floor right now, and just like literally the exact same human bouncing around the floor like nothing's different. I mean, she's wearing massive sweaters, so you can't see her belly. But I think that this is definitely a challenge for female entrepreneurs. This is a challenge for females in business in general. Yeah. And huge. yeah, this is huge. I said to Casey yesterday, I was like, I'm just forward thinking now because I might want to have kids in the next two
1: to three years. And she was like... I've never heard what you say. I out. (laughs) Well, I was like, pause. What did you just say? Because I've always heard you talk about it in such long term, with such long term words. Down the line at some point. So vague. And then all of a sudden you said, yeah, well, in the next two years, if I want to be pregnant. I was like, hang on. You said
0: two or three. Wait,
1: no, you said two. (laughs) It's like, wait a second
0: because there is a lot of things that from a business owner perspective will have to be done in the next two to three years for me to be able to take the time away from the company and have a baby
1: yeah
0: you know your hands get quite full and so many other things like entrepreneurs are listening to this unemployment and maternity leave like so many things people we'll don't take into consideration when they're running their own business that I'm learning all about right now It's a lot of stuff there
1: yeah it's a tough how do you feel about a being a pregnant year.
0: trainer did you have you thought
1: about it? I haven't thought about it that seriously. I mean, it's been cool to watch Brooke do it and own it. So I think I just assumed that I would just do it, but I don't know.
0: For I some reason know. I thought like my belly would be like enormous. I'd be like waddling around the gym, <laughs> and I've had fear about it. So,
1: I think one of the things that we're realizing is that while pregnancy there are many changes that happen to your body and that's also something we need to educate ourselves on more. It doesn't halt your life. I think that when we don't know a lot about it, we think, oh, well, our entire life is going to stop. We're not going to be able to. We're not going to be accepted in these spaces. And watching Brooke be pregnant and seeing a couple of our other closer friends be pregnant, we realize that you still like do life. There are a lot of things that you can do. You just have to take care of yourself in a slightly different way. But it doesn't put everything on hold.
0: No, but I think my fear is intertwined with what you just said there. I don't know the word you just used, but you said about basically like being pregnant would necessarily take away from my credibility of being the trainer that I am and the coach that I am, which isn't true at all. But from other people's like, bird's eye view looking in, maybe I feel that way. And when you, I believe I'm an amazing coach and a really good trainer and I want to be recognized for that. And that's definitely in my vision when you google like the top strength coaches in the world the top personal trainers they're all men who come up there's like one female of 25 guys and i want my name on the top of that list and this is something that i'm like, heavily striving for and i have a fear that if i hit pause or i stop to have kids or a family in between this that's gonna step me away from my big picture goal but that's a challenge that women face in all areas. And this is why International Women's Day is really important because we have a lot of other struggles. I know men do too, like the concept of maternity leave, it also for men. But no one asks men when they're gonna stop their careers to have babies.
1: Right. This is very closely related to Elisa's question about perception of trainers. But she's asking, do you think there's a perception that men are better trainers because they look stronger? Yes, absolutely.
0: I think that men are able to maintain a leaner, a leaner body and are also able to achieve a higher percentage of muscle mass. So they, necessar- they can look stronger than females. Do I think that that makes them a better coach? Absolutely not.
1: Coaching has nothing to no. do with how much you can lift. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And your physique actually has nothing to do with your quality of training either like you can look very ripped and very lean doesn't mean that you're moving well and it definitely does not mean that you're coaching well and those things are also very different just because you move well doesn't mean you have the skills to coach well and to understand another human being's body and how to help them understand their body they're two very different skill sets so i think i wish and i hope that we can continue to debunk this and this is another reason why us celebrating the all day fit team we are six females and we are so well educated on not only quality of movement but how to coach humans and that's one thing our team does so well is we understand how to get people to their goals by understanding them and i want to keep showcasing that and celebrating that because i want our team but also women in general to be able to be recognized for that because
1: That's the important stuff. Like the skills of coaching and the human interaction, that's what makes a difference and that's what you should seek out in a trainer. Not the way that they look or how strong they look or yeah, this like male perception of even coaches. I'm thinking of sport coaches too, but we see men in that role so much. You're right, we're such good quality coaches. Even though we are all women, Mm -hmm. it's an important thing.
0: Great question, Elise.
1: Sam is asking, have you ever been in a situation where a man thought you weren't capable?
0: (laughs) Yes. Literally at the liquor store, LCBO, I was carrying home a case of 12 bottles of wine for our strong candy party and a man stopped me. And it's like, does this man think I'm not capable or is he being a gentleman and offering You know, like, there's a... I actually don't know. I didn't ask him. But right away, I assumed he thought I wasn't capable. And I'm like, I got this. I don't need your help to help me carry this. But I'm sure this happens quite often. Have you had it happen to you?
1: I can't think of a situation where it's blatantly, like, said to my face, I don't think you can do this. And I got that perception. But I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens, like, in the fitness space if would someone see me capable of going and like running a massive fitness event for example because I'm not a man would someone see me as capable of running any strength class for any group of people I don't know I don't know if that would be a yes
0: if we're talking about a fitness space would someone see me as ca- someone who's capable to take the Argos through a training session right take TFC through a training exactly. session I fully know I'm capable of doing that. But would I be seen of someone who can do that? Probably not. Probably not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to put it into like our world.
1: Yes. That was a good example.
0: Which is what I'm trying to knock down.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's all the questions that we have. Do you have any final thoughts?
0: No, but I think that I say no and then I continue to talk.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, but yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: as we talk about the importance of representation in all areas of our life like women I know that we're talking about bodies and shapes and sizes and colors and ages but it's also I think still important that we celebrate women in general so the women in your life I think that celebrate them and pat them on the back and give them a good job because I think that yes we all have different challenges in life but I think women have extra challenges in life and I think there's some really awesome women doing some really awesome things that we should all take this day take this month take every day to celebrate what's being done out there because I think this day makes me reflect on like where women were 50 years ago and how far we've come and it's because we take time to celebrate all these things that we continue to move forward and work towards equal rights for women.
1: Awesome. Well said. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. As you know, we release a new episode every Monday morning. So be on the lookout for those each week. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on how do you feel, please rate review and subscribe to the podcast. Every single one of those reviews really mean a lot to me. I hope that you take some of the concepts that you just learned about into the rest of your week. And as always, remember, get out there and do something that makes you feel good today.